Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to another episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, not too bad. It seems it's a it's only been a couple of weeks since we've recorded together, but it seems like ages. Yes. And I mean if, if people only listen to this podcast, then it will be an awful long time because yeah. somehow, even with an extra day in the month, we managed not to record in February. Yeah. Which is We tripped not... we tripped over ourselves because we did sort something out last week and then completely forgot. I'm glad. I'm glad you are trying to shoulder the blame. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very noble of you. Um, maybe we'll get another one out in March. Who knows? Because it is yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Um, but but there you go. But uh, other than missing recording, everything's all right. Yeah. Yeah. We're all good. Looking forward to chatting some DLP. Good. Well, I mean, this is uh, you know, if that's what we want to talk about, this is probably the best place to be because probably. that's exactly yeah. uh, what we'll be doing. Um, I suppose before we do. And I mean, we will obviously discuss this on other podcasts that we record. Um, but you know, do we address the Igafin um, in the in the room? Or yeah, I think I think we kind of have to because it is it's going to affect, and it has been affecting Disneyland Paris for for a while. Um, is that the, Bob Chopak is now in charge of everything? <laughs> hmm. Now I I don't know how I avoid this kind of stuff, but. Some people in the theme park community get very, very passionate about all of these kind of things at the top and, and everything. Yeah. Um, I've never been that fussed. I mean, with DLP, it's been a little bit different because um, it's always kind of been run as a separate park, I suppose, yeah. its own little silo. So, you know, we've had the good days when we had Catherine Powell in charge and the not so good days, pretty much everything before that. Um, yeah. But... It, it, what kind of impact can we expect to see with with Chapek at the helm? I, I think it's gonna, it's going to be a little bit different now. This is the first change in regime really since since Disney bought it. I know Catherine Powell was around at that start bit once they they purchased it, but she moved on quite quickly after that. And I think this is this is going to be the first big impact of what Chapek might be planning for for Disneyland Paris, especially with it in the middle of this this massive overhaul that it's getting, do we see an increase in what they're doing or do we see a decrease or does it stay the same? Because from from what I can work out, I I don't know that much about JPEG other than he's a businessman. He's not a theme park man. He's not a studio man. He's He made his big name at Disney through the through shops and stuff like that, through consumer products. Um, mm. He is a businessman compared to the the previous two CEOs we've had that have, have come out of film studio, out of movie studios, um, and the TV business. Um, this is this is a different change. As I say, I don't know that much about JPEG. I don't know really what he's cut back. I haven't really taken notice. I know he's cut back a lot on entertainment and stuff like that. Um, 
whereas that shouldn't really affect Disneyland Paris because they don't have that much um, in terms of streetmosphere and, and stuff like that. So that cut, those cutbacks, I don't think, will really affect Disneyland Paris that much if he decides to, to go full haul. But the thing is, he's not going to be just in charge of parks anymore. Um, he's going to have someone else underneath him, someone that we don't know at the moment. Uh, that's not been confirmed who's taken over. I know a lot of talk has been about Josh Tomorrow, um, but he's only just taken over at, at Walt Disney World. He's only been in that job for, for not even six months. Um, so I can't see that happening at the moment. So we don't really know where it stands when it comes to theme parks at the moment. No, and it's it's obviously interesting, especially for DLP, because obviously Iger was involved in the big expansion that was announced yeah. uh, a few years back, and he's obviously uh, currently underway. You know, Marvel is you know speeding ahead at a rapid pace, uh, pace even not even pace. Um, that's completely different. Um, you know, they they the the ground is cleared now for Star Wars, which we yeah. guess is still going to be Galaxy's Edge. Um, and also, we'll, we'll talk about this a bit later, but, um, you know, Arendelle and the whole Frozen expansion, you know, those that, that whole expansion to the park was an Iger deal. Yeah. So they're underway. So Marvel will be finished, you know, by next year. Um, Star Wars, Frozen, they weren't expected to be for a few years yet. And the plans are out there now for Arendelle. Yeah. They're publicly uh, available to see. Uh, if you're in France, it's a bit harder to see if you're in, in England, um, in person at least. So we know that they've got the plans in place and they've kind of obviously agreed that in the budget. I, I, I don't know if he can go back on that now. I actually um, don't think he'd want to. No, it probably wouldn't uh, and, be a good look. And this is the the big thing. This is the big comeback on on JPEG from a lot of the the community is that he was the one that started introducing so much IP into the parks. So I can't see that he's going to go, oh, no, we're not going to put one of our biggest IPs in that park. They can forget that. Yeah. Um, it might be cheapened. Don't get me wrong. It might not be <laughs> as expansive as maybe we were expecting it, but I think we'll still see it in, in some form. Yeah, I mean, we are still really waiting for confirmation about Star Wars because, yeah. you know, at one point we were going to get um, Galaxy's Edge with one attraction. Yeah. Um, then there were rumours that it might be a completely different planet that you're on. Um, so maybe something more familiar to Star Wars fans like uh, Tatooine, which, I mean, Tatooine and Disneyland Paris have been talked about for years and years and years before yeah. this expansion even happened. So... Um, you know, we don't know what the plan is for Star Wars yet, if we're still going to get a carbon copy or if not. I, I really think it would be silly for them to completely copy a land that's already available in, in two parts to be a like-for-like. Yeah, like. I, I think so. I think I think we'll see some changes, whether it is still better, I don't know. The problem you go you get then is what rides do you put in it? Do you stick with... I assume we'll get the Millennium Falcon. I, I can't see it being anything other than that. Um, I can't see us getting Rise of the Resistance. Um, I think it's causing too many problems as it is in the two parks that have got it. Um, I don't think Paris would cope with that anyway. Um, I think you learn from the mistakes, though. Um, yeah. You know, this, this is, you know, Disneyland Paris have already 
done something like this previously, right? You know, Crush's Coaster is the perfect example of where it was too short-sighted to think they only needed one track. Yeah. Um, you know, look at Toy Story Mania. When that opened and that was a huge success, they added on to it. Yeah. To, to kind of meet the capacity. Crush's Coaster never had that. It, you know, it's never really had fast pass they've trialed it a few times temporarily <laughs> yeah so you know i i think that there's already a history there of them not you know reading uh the situation in front of them and i think with rise of the resistance especially now it's open at two parks and they've got the same kind of issues they need to figure out how to do it and for me the obvious thing would be to scrap the millennium falcon and put Rise of Resistance in and just double it. Double yeah. the capacity and and avoid those issues. And you could quite easily still have it on, on Tatooine. It yeah. doesn't really matter. You know, because, you, know, you know, thankfully, because of the end of um, the Rise of Skywalker, you go back to Tatooine. So yeah. if they wanted to do this because it ties into the new films, well, you know, it is seen in the new films. Um and Rise of Resistance doesn't take place on the planet anyway. No, and I, I wonder whether if they even if they do go with Tatooine, they could they could say it to the original films if they really wanted to. They could change up Rise of the Resistance very easily. Um, yeah. It's not a, a massive change; just basically change out a couple of characters, change out some characters, change out the animatronics. Yeah. You know, but again, by replacing the characters, not by removing them completely. Yeah, and the ride still works. Um, yeah. My um, my aunt-in-law, I suppose, she has just come back from uh, Disney World for the first ever time. Um, she's never been to Disney Park. Wanted to um, wanted to go for her birthday, so she went out there with her family, and um, and this actually kind of goes into a little bit about the problems of booking a, a Disney holiday to any of the parks, um, let alone, um, you know, just, just American parks. But that's, she, she kind of went there with no plan and yeah. no organisation from the travel agents at all. They didn't tell her about anything. So I said to her, did you go to Galaxy's Edge? And she said, what's that? And I was like, it's the Star Wars bit in the studios. And she went, oh, yes, yes, I did. And I'm, you know, I hope I hope that was the case because she's a huge Star Wars fan. So I was like, if you go all that way and didn't go there, that'd be depressing. Um, but she didn't get to go on Rise of Resistance because she just could not figure out how to get on it. Yeah. Um, no one, she said, like, no one was really telling her what to do. And she didn't, you know, no one could tell her who had been. Um, you know, she could have obviously asked me and I would have told her, but hey-ho, uh, that's her lookout. But um you know, she said it was it was good, but I said, oh, did you get to go on the, the other ride? And she said, yeah. And I was like, oh, you enjoyed it then, did you? And she was like, I said, because I've been on it. You know, me and my friend have been on it. And um, she said, yeah, well, I was an engineer. And I went, yes, so yeah. um, So we, we share that. And, um, you know, she had a, a, a similar ride experience. She had some kids driving it and, you know, crashed a lot and, you know, couldn't really get much done. Yeah. And... You know, that to me does mean that ride is a bust. You've either got to make it a proper simulator um, with very little interactivity. Um, I mean, you can still have the, you know, somebody driving it at the front at the beginning. Yeah. You know, if you really wanted to include that element in there. And I know that's cool, but it's all the other bits that just don't seem to work. And they know 
they must know from guest satisfaction that it's not a popular attraction. No. And so, I think the other problem, though, it's not really got any rewritability unless you're going to gonna go in and get a different spot each time, which you can't guarantee. If you go in there three or four times and you're an engineer each time, you're going to go, well, I'm not even going to bother now. Well, look at, you know, I was thinking the other day that, you know, you've still got Star Tours, which has been updated, but yeah. technically is still an opening day attraction for Disneyland Paris. Yeah. You know, in its, its original guise to, to now. And even with that ride not having the flexibility it does now in terms of the you know the, the different um, scenarios you can be in and different places you can visit there was something about that ride that just made it like easy to want to go back on yeah and i and i, I think get out with a smuggler's run no and smuggler's run is one of those things that you you look at and you you walk through it and yeah it's it's wonderfully themed but how many things are you going to miss in that ride the first time you walk through it you know, you know the Millennium Falcon. It's it's in every single film. You you know where things are, and for me, every time I go in Star Tours, I see a different droid, or I spot a different projection on the wall, or or something like that. Whereas Smuggler's Run, I don't think I I've missed anything. No, no. I mean, we didn't have our didn't have our pictures taken at the chessboard. No, but we saw it. But we saw it. Yeah, um, and that's about it, really. I don't. Yeah. I don't really think there was there was anything to it. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't rush to get a fast pass there again in lieu of something else. No, and we've said that I, we're planning planning a family trip to Orlando in in nine months, and we've started looking at it and we've gone. Do you know what? We're going to get a if we can, we're going to get a fast pass for Slinky mm. rather than Smuggler's Run. Yeah, because I think the queues for Smugglers Run by that point will be pretty much non-existent. Yeah, especially if you get there early, we're we're going to be staying on property for our Hollywood Studios day, so we're literally just going to go straight in for the early hours and go straight to Galaxy's Edge and have breakfast and go on the ride. Yeah, um, if we get if we get Rise of the Resistance boarding passes, we do, but I'm not going to worry about it too much. I mean, Smuggler's Run was a 70 minute wait, I think, when we were there. Yeah. And, and that's that was when... before Rise of the Resistance was exactly. open. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I can't see it being extremely popular um, going forward. And I think it'd be very short sized if they didn't. So, if I was Chapek, I would be looking at what we were going to do with Galaxy's Edge and what they can do to make it different. I mean, we've seen before where lands have been repeated, right? Toy yeah. Story Land was Disneyland Paris's. Then it went to Hong Kong. Yeah. Then it went to uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. But each version has been different. Yeah. And it's been slightly bigger each time. Yeah. And, I mean, none of them are great. But do you know what I mean? Like, at least they've had the foresight to go, right, let's take this idea and put a new attraction in. It's like Slinky. Slinky's yeah. popular in Paris, but you make it as big as they have in Hollywood Studios... And it's going to be majorly popular. Yeah, well, I mean, in Paris, you know, it's it's a very kiddie-friendly ride. It's yeah. it's not a coaster at all. It just goes around in a circle. Um, you know, they took the idea of Slinky Dog. And, I mean, 
you know, the ride vehicles are very similar looking. You know, the concept's yeah. kind of the same. It's just they turned it into a coaster. Yeah. Um, you know, and made it better for it. But yeah, I, I, I don't think we're in danger of losing out here in that regard. No. I think and especially with the ahead. yeah, with the major fact that these are all looking like they're going to be attractions that have already been designed for other parks. I I don't think you should be looking at attractions being cut. Yes, I mean, the the JPEG thing is big because it will potentially have repercussions going forward. Um, We don't know how much... You know, It's it's been interesting because I know it came from the studios. Yeah. But it seemed like his big passion was the theme parks. Yeah. Whereas I just come in kind of from that side of things. Um but never really seemed to have that passion for the parks that Eisner did. No, and he's been very IP-driven. Yeah. I mean, there, there is literally nothing left for Chapek to buy at this point. No. To put in the parks. Unless so, he wants MGM. <laughs> what does that give them? Bond. Well, does it? Uh, I think some that, of them. The old ones, it does. That's what I mean, yeah. I don't think even buying MGM now gives you that. Um, no. And even things that were like um was it wizard of oz mgm yeah that's owned by turner though yeah do you know what i mean like so mgm you're buying pretty much the name and a bit of a library and that's about it um yeah so they, they've got they've got to think of other stuff right they, yeah. they can't rely on bringing new ips in they've either got to you know be creative again and i think that's been one of the, the, the big lacking things really uh, and we've talked about this across the, the, the podcast groups that you know you don't get the originality anymore. No, everything is right. What what's been a big hit? What can we do with this franchise? Whether it's a a inbuilt franchise like a Frozen, or it's something they bought like Marvel. You know, how can we utilize this rather than the days of let's come up with something original? Yeah. Uh, and that's the interesting thing, considering that Iger was a a TV and, and film studio man. It's it's kind of strange that he has walked away from that creativity that Disney has always been known for. Yeah. Let's see uh, what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens. See, see where he takes it. Mm. And, um, and to be fair, for the next two years, Iger's got control of the creative side anyway. Yes, yeah, because it, it's kind of like um, a transition, yeah, of sorts, isn't it? So, yeah, and that's that's what I guess said. He says he wants to be more on the creative side now before he, he retires. So, retires or runs for president? That's that's the uh, you know, is <laughs> well, that what you call it nowadays? Yeah, well, the story that I heard uh, on the Disney Dish actually this morning. Um, apparently it was 2015 when he was meant to retire the first time and he was going to run for Hillary Clinton's seat in New York that she'd given up and apparently his wife went, yeah, it won't be with this wife if you do that. Wow. Apparently that's the reason why he hasn't is because she doesn't want him to. (sighs) But is that because she wants him to focus on bigger things or just has no interest in becoming a first lady? Yeah, it sounds like she just doesn't want him to to do that sort of thing. 
Interesting. Rock for 2024. Um, yeah. where, where do you want to go next? Uh, I was just going to bring a little something up that I've, I've kind of picked Hello, up Sailor. some, yeah, from some Facebook pages was, um, the reservation, the, the restaurant reservation bookings, um, which we don't actually have in the UK. You can't do it directly through the UK website. Um, but can, if you find your way around some of the European, um, Disneyland Paris sites, it wasn't working. Uh, they took it down for a couple of days. Um, they'd also reduced, apparently you used to be able to do it at 180 days, um, and they'd reduced it to 60 days. It's now gone back up to 90 days. You can book online. It is working again. Um, cause I, I started looking at some bookings for September. Um, which In the UK or? no, to, again, still just a few of the European ones. I tend to, to go through the Dutch website, yes. um, to have, to have a look. They've got, they've got the full booking, booking system on there their website yeah um, i did it through the uh the french website last summer and i think i think then it was 60 days out yeah it's um, gone up to 90 now you can book up until the end of may okay at the moment interesting i i don't understand why they have been try trialing this thing for almost two years yeah and it's still trialed and it's still not available everywhere yeah it's, it's very strange odd. Mm. And you have to go. It's it's like a backdoor thing as well, because you can click on the link. So, are you just trying to get as many innuendos into this this passage as possible? Well, well, I have to with Craig Noyer. Too shy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really roundabout way of doing it. You can click. You can find the links posted on TripAdvisor and and things like that. But if you click on them, it still directs you to pick pick your language. Yeah, because um, and then it, you have to go through it. it. It just does not like it unless you actually no. tell it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awful. It, it's very awkward. I mean, of course, the other way you can book restaurant reservations if you have booked direct, yeah, is by phoning them up. Or, and this is a top tip, which I, I don't know. If we must have mentioned on him at some point, but um, if not, phoning France is very expensive. People, I'm yeah. sure you have realised that either before or after you've had a phone bill. Um, it's very expensive. So you've got to find other ways to do it. There are services you can you can do. Um, I used to use one that I found on Money Saving Expert, which you used to have to dial a number, set up an account, it was free, dial a number, and it would basically give you a cheap rate into phoning up another country. Um, the other way of doing it, if you've got a, uh, a phone contract which allows you to phone, uh, you know, abroad for you know including your minutes that's great um but again not many people get that option but on the website when you are having a browse you can uh, you get the option to do a live chat but you also get an option to do a ringback service now yep. this should pop up every time it doesn't always so sometimes you might need to refresh you might need to try a different browser you might need to um edit, uh, delete your cookies uh, and start again um but there is a ringback service and when you click on that you just type in your telephone number and then within about 20 seconds uh, your phone will ring and then you'll be connected and you just have to wait on hold um well, sometimes you might have to like put in a menu where you want to be directed to but you will eventually speak to somebody there and you can you can deal with that all on the phone and they can do your bookings for you. I couldn't book a 
the Princess Breakfast. Yeah. So I had to phone them up and get them to do that for me over the phone. And I used a ringback service to do it. Um, and it was it was fine. It was no problems. The weird thing, though, is I was told that you could only book it three days out. When I phoned them up to do it, they allowed me to book it up to four days out. So I don't know. And I did that because I, I only phoned up then because I was told you can only phone, phone, uh, order it three days in advance. Yeah. But they actually allowed me to go. They asked me what day. And I said, well, can I, can I go for the Monday, which was my fourth day? And they said, oh, yeah, not a problem. So, now, I wonder whether it's because you were staying on property. Possibly. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. But I, the thing is, I couldn't book it through the website at all. I could book no. lunch, but they wouldn't let you book breakfast. And I think it's because breakfast has been an off and on thing. Yeah. So lunch is always all year round, but breakfast has been seasonal or you know it's been for certain months of the year um so i'm not sure if that's the reason why but it'd be interesting if anyone else has had that experience of being able to book a princess breakfast how far in advance they they were able to do that um yeah be interested to hear if anyone's had longer than four days in advance because i wasn't it was a little bit uh, squeaky bum time because i really wanted to get that for my daughter um because she'd never had that and it was the first time she was going when she was really into princesses and uh other than the breakfast being awful the uh, the interactions were worth it so that's uh, that's yeah. good um that's interesting though that, that's interesting i just wish they'd roll it out properly just just yeah. stop messing about with it and just roll it out just full stop their their online booking system is dreadful mm. um the whole having to ring up to book an annual pass room shouldn't have to do no, I mean, there's no... I mean, what annoys me with that as well, especially if you've got um, an Infinity, is that you get a dedicated website. Yeah. So there's a special website. Uh, where I've not even checked if there is one now, but it, there's only used to be. And you used to have to put in a little uh, code that was uh, in the little booklet that came with your pass um, to be able to access the site. And even then, you had to phone up for it. And I, I don't understand why you should be able to just select you've got an annual pass, what your annual pass is, put in your number, doesn't matter. Yeah. And just be able to get the price there and then. Phoning up is such a faff. It took me yeah. oh, probably an hour or so when I did it last year. And, you know, that, that included, you know, the waiting to be put through to the right department and, and this, that, and the other. But it just felt like such a, such a slog. And it does make you think that they do it on purpose mm. so that people just go, oh, I can't be bothered with that. I'll just book a normal room. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to put too many people off, if I'm honest. But, no. yeah, I, I can see I can see why. But, the, you know, they shouldn't be doing that because, you know, they're going to... Those people are going to book a cheaper room elsewhere. Yeah. Of property, so which it, is what it I do. Sense. Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, mention a couple of events that are coming up um, that they've announced some details for. So uh, the first one is Magical Pride, which we talked about before. Yeah. Um, so that's back this year, obviously, uh, as we know, sixth of June this year. They have announced one headliner so far. Yep. And that is Mika. Yep. 
Now, I don't know if you know this, but Mika has kind of continued to be quite popular in France. Yes, he's on uh, he's on The Voice. Is he still on The Voice, is he? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I th- is he... Has he got French parentage? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, um, you know, obviously he he started his career in England. That's where he kind of grew up. And, you know, he had a very successful album, like huge debut album. Um, follow-up was, you know, pretty successful as well. But then he kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, I, th- I think I know probably why, unfortunately. I think he just kind of fell out of favour because... You know, it was around about the time he kind of came out and there were lots of rumours kind of going around about him. I don't know, but it just seemed to be coincidental that yeah. this stuff was going on and then his career kind of dipped. Um, but he's remained really popular in France. Very successful there. Um, still, it, you know, can easily pick up his albums pretty much anywhere you go that sells CDs. Um, and as you just pointed out, he still does the voice. So... Yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, he's a good artist. I've never, I've seen him live on TV. I've never seen him live in person, um, but he's always looked entertaining. So um, I I went, I didn't go to his gig. I went to a gig the night after in the same venue. And I I walked in and it was literally covered in glitter and confetti and God knows what they had cleaned it. It was just like a bomb had gone off full of confetti. I mean, that sounds like my kind of thing, to <laughs> yeah. honest. Um, I'd love to go. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be able to. Um, don't know. We'll have to check. I'm already pushing my luck this year with a few things, so I don't want to push it too far. But if I can, I certainly would like to. I'd rather go to one of those than um, another soiree, to be honest. <laughs> I think that'd just be more fun to go to. Yeah. Um, but of course, it's that's not the only um, the only kind of uh, event that's that's going on this year in, in terms of music because we also have the return of Electroland. Yeah, which is ever so popular. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I can't say I'm. I like I like some. I think the cool kids call it EDM. Yeah, electronic dance music, but. Um, you know, it, it's certainly a huge thing in certain parts of the world. Like uh, America, it's it's huge. Um, I remember going to when I went to Vegas eight years ago or whatever. Um, that's what all the clubs are doing. Yeah. And you know, they and had, Disneyland did it for a while, didn't they? Their dance parties were yeah a lot well, of the stuff like the Tron one, the Electronica, yeah, yeah. Then you had the Mad Hatter's party, yeah. Mad Tea Party that was as well. So yeah, it's definitely it's popular over there, and it seems to be in France as well. Yeah, I think I think it's big in Europe with the youth, and it's good because um, I was complaining the other day to uh, anyone that listened to me wine that um, you know when we were growing up, you know, going out to clubs was a big thing. Yeah, regardless, you know, there was always a club you could go to with the music you liked. It wasn't always dance music, but you know, if you liked rock and indie. There was always clubs that did that. There was clubs that would do cheesy music, like disco and pop and that kind of stuff. There'd be clubs that did like garage and house, which was kind of what EDMs evolved into. Um, you know, you you just go out of a weekend and you don't get many places like that left now. It seems no. like in, in the UK it's kind of dying and it's good that it's it's keeping up elsewhere. But um they've announced that the, the themes for this year. 
So before we've had the DJs kind of announced by now and what's going to happen. Um, but this year it's going to be themed to villains. Yeah, which it seems to be the, the big franchise for, for Disney at the moment. Mm. Is, is their villains. There's a lot of events in the States. They're, they're putting on extra events throughout the year. Yep. Um, certainly they made a big thing at Halloween this year. Uh, California Adventure when they moved it and they had like the, the villains grottos and things like that. So it's definitely the the big franchise, I think, for the, the Walt Disney Studios at the moment. Mm. And uh, the the kind of uh, mascot for this year is uh, Dr. Facilier. Yeah. Which make, you know, they, there's a poster out and they've got uh, yeah, kind of like a, an outline of, of him, um, you know, in kind of like neon paint with the face paint um and it, it works you know they've also of... they've released a poster today i believe of ursula as well oh have they yeah mm. so he's going to be the main mascot he's going to be kind of like perceiving over everything which i hope means that he will be appearing every night yeah you would hope so and, and paris have a great doctor facility as well yes um he was out for for one of the runs a couple of years ago um and was fantastic to me it was actually one of the ones I queued up to meet. <laughs> so um, they've announced July 3rd is going to be Ursula's night. July 4th is going to be Hades' night. Um, oh, yes, it's Hades' night. If they don't play that, they're missing a the trick. <laughs> uh, and July 5th, it's the Evil Queen. I always feel sorry for the Evil Queen because she's the only one that hasn't got a cool name. Yeah. Every villain has an actual name. Yeah. She's just Evil Queen. Um, which also sounds like um, a participant on RuPaul's Drag Race, but there you go. Um, the first night, they have actually announced uh, Dimitri Vegas and uh, Like Mike. I've not heard of either of them. I, know, I feel like I've heard of Like Mike. Yeah, I, I feel like I have as well, but it must be because it's just a... I mean, maybe we have heard of him, just can't figure out why, but yeah. I think it just sounds like Magic Mike and uh yeah stuff like that i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong but um you know we've we've had uh like people like steve um Aoki before and, and and people headlines so it normally attracts some big names and um i mean they could be amazing djs for all i know right i couldn't tell you but normally the, the quality they get for these events is is top notch so um yeah that's going to be a lot of fun as well yeah. I I don't know which one I'd rather go to, if I'm honest. Um, I mean, I appreciate Magical Pride is not really aimed at me. Yeah. Because I'm not, you know, really the demographic, but I love going to events like that. Um, yeah. Electroland, I think, is going to be probably more projections and, um, you know, yeah. probably more more... Well, it will be more electronic music. Um, yeah, and it's based all in front of Tower of Terror, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy to go to either. Um, yeah, I, I hope to try and go to at least one. Um, but yeah, so so tickets aren't on sale yet for Electroland, which is weird because it's not that far away. Yeah, but but there you go. Um, I saw as well that I, I don't think it's official, but I did see that. Uh, Planet Hollywood are doing some kind of meal deal package for the Pride weekend as well. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, look into that. Um, that that's all I had for the event side of things. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've not got anything on that side of thing. The other thing I was going to bring up, and I think we spoke about it on the last episode um, when we were talking about Sequoia Lodge getting its its outdoor refurb that has now begun. Um, they've started on the outside buildings. Um, what that's going to entail, I don't know whether it's going to change the look. I wouldn't imagine so because it's quite an iconic look for Sequoia Lodge. I can't see that it's going to change that much. But um, as we said, it's just a bit strange that they're doing the outside and not doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a fair few uh, kind of things going on at the moment with regards to... Um, refurbishments uh, and refreshes. Uh, have you seen the rumour about Studio One? No. I've heard rumours over the last couple of years that it was going to get gutted. Well, the the rumour I saw today is that it's uh, possibly going to be have a bit of a New York theme. Oh, that's a bit strange. I think so. I'm not sure... You know, I'm not, I'm not sure what that's based on. No. Uh, you know, how how realistic that is. Um, but considering that we're getting a hotel that's, well, already had a New York, New York theme that's being rethemed right now, yeah. it would seem odd yeah. to do and that considering the Considering the name is the Walt Disney Studios, which yeah. is in California, um, I do find that a little bit strange. I can imagine, I could why that they put like a little area somewhere in the studios to look like it's a New York street. I get that, but that's not what studio one is. New York doesn't have a, a, a famous film industry, does it? No, not in the, you know, I'm obviously, I mean, if you said to me, you know, what is New York famous for in the world of entertainment? I would probably turn around and say like late night talk shows. Yeah. And even that's not, entirely accurate because you know most of the late night shows are filmed in LA aren't they yeah the only, the only one that isn't now is Jimmy Fallon I think um I don't know about Colbert oh yeah I'm not sure if that's still at the Ed Sullivan Letterman used to be at the Ed Sullivan Theatre I'm not sure yeah um if Colbert's from there or not but but regardless yeah I, I, you know NBC um you know, 30 Rock, Sunday Night Live, you know, that kind of all comes from there. But yeah, that, Hollywood is the place for films and this is supposed to be a studio. Yeah. So it would it would seem odd. But I mean, they are re-film, re-theming it at the moment um, or resurfacing. Resur- I can't speak tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Resurfacing uh, everything at the moment. So there's lots of construction walls up. Um, yeah. around that front lot so yeah. it'll be interesting and, and outside as well because they're they're putting the new turnstiles in as well oh okay um, the electronic ones that there won't be anybody standing on it anymore hmm. like they have been so, so it allows people to get through with push chairs and wheelchairs without actually having to to get anybody to do it for them hmm. and I know they did test it um, the back end of last summer, I think. Um, but now it's full scale. the The middle bit is completely blocked out at the moment, so you're having to go either side. Um, 
So that's another interesting thing. I think this is the the step towards some kind of linked up system. Mm. Another thing actually we didn't mention and probably should have mentioned earlier because it was probably more appropriate, but did you see that you can now buy tickets to the parks on the app? Yes. Yep. Which is about time. It is, but it also does seem a little bit pointless. Yeah. Because you're not saving any money. You can't no. buy annual passes, so you can only buy day tickets or yeah, like multi tickets that are, that are the same as the gate price. Yeah. So I suppose it might save you some time. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe a little bit, but you're still going to have to queue to get in. Yeah. I know it doesn't really make a lot of difference. No. I only ever buy tickets in advance because normally if I buy a ticket, it means I'm upgrading to an annual pass. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're getting close to a new attraction opening up. Yes, we are. Studio D, um, it still hasn't got a fixed date, but apparently late April. Yeah, uh, Disney Junior signage is now down. Yeah, so it shouldn't be too long. Um, yeah. It's, it's uh, talk, talking that as well, uh, most of the the studio drum tour is now gone, except for the train. That's so weird. Isn't it? <laughs> the train is just sitting there by itself. That is very very odd. <laughs> In midair. <laughs> wow, I did see some photos of the, of the entrance to it recently, and it does all look a bit weird now that yeah. it's it's being done, but. Uh, just, just hurry up. Hurry up and reopen it so there's more stuff to in the studios, especially if everything yep. else being closed. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good stopover. It's a good IP for them to use. Um, still popular, even now. Um, I know the second film wasn't as popular, but the third one kind of brought it back. Um, so I'm not surprised that they're using that, that thing. We've seen how popular Cars Land is in in California Adventure, so I'm intrigued to see what they do. Yeah, it's not going to be Cars Land, though, is it? No, it's not, but <laughs> it's it a was, good stopgap. It it's something. Yeah. It's it's something, so. Um, should we talk about Frozen Land? Yeah. I don't know if you saw the permits. I did. You did? Yeah. So we do have to give credit to... Um, DLRP, DLP report. That's good. Give yep. them credit. Get the name wrong. DLP report. Who uh, I have a very mixed history with. Um, I'm I'm 37 this year. I can't be doing any more drama, guys. So can no. we just call truce, please? Drop into my DMs. Um, but they were the ones that um, were able to get access to it. And as I said, these are public permits. They have to under French law. Um, allow these permits, uh, yeah, these permits to be released to the public. Um, you have to request to see them, but you can request to see them, and then you are given access to them, and you can look at them and analyze them and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it, very interesting. Um, it, it, I find it very hard to look at plans. Um, it does show you the the kind of um, the ride building yeah. and uh, the queues and, and setups, but. I, I can't look at the plans and just decide what it's going to be. Uh, no, I can't. I've been watching some for um, Epic Universe that have been on, on TV for Universal's new 
park. And mm. it confuses the hell out of me. Unless I can actually see what it's meant to be, then I'm just like, no, it's straight over my head. Yeah, lines and arrows just don't cut it for me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I've got no idea what any of it means. No, whereas um, dragons and, and castles and things, yeah, uh, that's fine. I can, I can tell what they are. Exactly. Um, so it's going to be a meet and greet, yeah. um, which we thought, we always thought was going to be the case anyway. Um, and that is going to be in Arendelle Castle itself. Yeah. Which we, I think was a given, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we expected it. We expected it. Um, the, the ride itself is going to be in, in, in the North Mountain, which is always yeah. good for that, for that, uh, that pun in the film. Um, yeah. Well, it's not really a pun, but you make it into a pun when you say that you, uh, she wants to yeah. be taken up the North Mountain. Um, and then, you know, we've got the other areas. So we've got the town centre. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, it's all very basic right now. So you don't you don't get proper details, but you can see that the shots will obviously have um, facades um, and the streets will kind of uh, interconnect. Yeah. There's going to be some courtyards as well. I mean, it looks it looks lovely. You know, it does look really, really good. Um, and because these are the plans, they, this is currently what they're going to do. So, you know, these may change over time. If they do change, they'll have to obviously, you know, put in again for the, the permits and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, this is what we've got now. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a restaurant. Yeah. Again, are we that surprised? No. And so, one of these has got to be themed to Oaken. Because I want to go and get something and just go, That's it, exactly. <laughs> it. Absolutely missing a trick if, if they don't. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be in the castle. No. So I don't know. I mean, what I what I hope is that they do something a little bit similar to the Princess Pavilion, where and and uh, meet Mickey, where you yeah. do have various meet and greets going on at the same time. time. Yeah. So I through the magic. Yeah. Um. And and so possibly they're going to use a lot more of the space than they were originally intending to. Um, and that's why the restaurant's not going to be in there. But I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that's that's anything bad. I mean, we've got Cinderella's Royal Table at uh, Magic Kingdom, yeah, which is a restaurant in the castle, and there is a kind of certain like um, not coolness, but there is something to be said about you know going to have dinner in the castle itself. But to be honest, once you're in the dining room, you're in the dining room, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't really feel like you're in the castle itself. It didn't to me anyway. Um, but the restaurant takes up quite a bit, big bit of real estate as well. Um, there's going to be a port and lighthouse as well. Um, I, I'm, I'd, I'd guess that they will probably be used for some of the entertainment that goes on. You would hope so. Seems like I, it'd be a good place to get and stuff. Yeah, it's something I was talking about with some people earlier today actually about what what's gonna happen on the on the lake mm. so that's 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 the big thing that intrigues me is what they're gonna do with that yeah um there's gonna be lots of trees lots of grass around as well which again just looks really good um and just just will look completely different to anything else in the park yeah that's the thing like Sometimes, I mean, Galaxy's Edge is, is a really good example when you go into somewhere and you feel that you're not where you're supposed to be. Yeah. 
at no point, I mean, forget the really boring entrance that you and me went into, but when you get into that marketplace, when yeah. you see the Millennium Falcon sat there, you do not feel you're in Hollywood Studios. You do no, not feel like you're in Orlando. It's big enough that you kind of, you spend enough time walking away from the rest of the park that it's it's that far away, you don't even know it's there. Yeah. It does yeah. just feel like you're in a market town somewhere. Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. Touche. But yeah, I mean, this this looks really, really good. I We know that with these things and artist renderings and all this, the other weird thing as well is everyone's white. I mean, and no, that's not got true. facial features. Yeah. Very, very odd. Um, they've, got, they've just got white silhouettes of people. That, that was what I'm making for people that can't see this. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we know that, you know, there, there will be changes and there is the possibility that some of these things won't happen or won't happen in the way that they are being promoted at the moment. Um, but it still looks really, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I'm I'm looking out of the three lands, that's probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Because it's the only one that isn't anywhere else. Yes. Yeah, I mean look, we're both big Star Wars fans, but yeah. you can we've we've been on Star Wars rides and we've been to the Star Wars land, so that's all good to bit to have one on your doorstep, but this is gonna be something completely unique. Yeah. And even Marvel, which at the time felt a bit more unique, is yeah. now kind of being superseded in uh, California. Yeah. And that's no. the Spider-Man rides opening there in the next six months. God, that soon is it? Yeah. So, so at least we'll get summer. an idea. At least we'll get an idea of what we're going to get in Paris. I yeah. Suppose. Yeah, but um, that, actually, while we we talk about that, there there was a rumor going around that the uh, the villain in the Spider-Man attraction is Doctor Octopus. Yes, that is that is true. Um, we're still not particularly clear about how this ride's going to happen. No. Is it going to be a uh, movie Spider-Man? We know the costume's a little bit different. Yeah. But are we going to get um, Tom Holland's voice? Is it going to be Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Is it going to be more of a comic book Spider-Man? Um, I don't know. But you would think that if it is based on a film franchise instead, and they're using yeah. Doc Octopus then he's going to be the villain in, in the third film. Yeah. You've got to assume he's going to be there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that'd be good. We don't have to wait too long for that. And also, yeah. speaking about rides that we we may be seeing more in the future, we are, as we record this, days? Yeah. Uh, two days away yeah. um, from uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. I had to really think about that. Um, I've, I've given up trying to say it. It's, it's, just, just, Mickey, it's just Mickey and Minnie's now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an awful title, um, especially for Brits. Uh, I've, I've, they've released some footage, Yeah, just a very small clip. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. I've actually tried to avoid it, considering I'm going to be there in in nine months. I've kind of gone, do you know what? I'm just I'm going to stay away from this one. That's good. I mean... Yeah, you've got reason to. I haven't, so I'm going to yeah. spoil it as soon as possible for myself. <laughs> it's um, you literally just see a <clears throat> a small clip. Yeah, it's very interesting. Is all I can say. 
the, the only uh, thing that I've seen is, and I I said this to my wife the other day, um, that clearly because they've they've got the train cabin on the on the front of the the ride vehicles. They're yes. exactly the same ride vehicles as the Great Movie Ride. Yes, except they've put these cabins on the front of them. Um, and I was like, the only reason they've done that is there's going to be something being projected in the back of that cabin. And lo and behold, there is Goofy in well, being projected in the back of the cabin. <laughs> we knew we knew that Goofy was going to be the train driver. Yeah. We've known that for quite a while. So I think that was a given. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to say too much, obviously, because I don't want to spoil it for you. But what I did see... Um, outside of of goofy uh what i did see in that small clip was interesting and i think yeah. that's the the politest way i can i can say it <laughs> it was interesting um and this is from someone that is actually looking for it because i like the style of the cartoons yeah i'm that weird one um but you know this is an attraction that we I've heard numerous rumours about coming to Disneyland Paris, um, yeah. not in the studios, but it would be in uh, Disneyland Park, yeah. um, going somewhere between Fantasyland and Discoveryland yeah. is the rumour. It's not been confirmed. We're still waiting to see if we do get it, but... And I think the um, likelihood we won't hear about that until after the studios is done. Uh, yeah, possibly. I think they're waiting a bit too long if they if they leave it until that. But um, I think I think they should be announcing that midway through, if I'm honest, because then it kind of gives you the anticipation for the next thing that's going to come in the future. You know, we've we had the announcement for the expansion back in early 2018. Was it yeah. 17? No, it was 18, wasn't it? It was 18, um, yeah. In fact, it was probably just over two years ago to the day. And, um, you know, we, we're still, you know, a year away from Marvel being open. Yeah, roughly, um, unless they speed it up. Um, so, you know, they they need to keep you wanting to come back and, and plan ahead. So, yeah. and I think it, it makes sense for that to to be coming over as well. Although we've said already about parks shouldn't be having the same rides. Um, you know, Mickey and Minnie don't have a ride, and it's it's no. criminal that they've never had a ride. Uh, really, I think. And this wouldn't be a re-theme. No. Because we never had the great movie ride. No, exactly. The same as so, Disneyland. Disneyland are getting it in yeah. the place that they should, where it should be, in yes. uh, Toontown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's no reason we can't get it in Paris, and it would be a good, good addition, I think. Yeah. And it's a park so. that could do with a... A new attraction. Yeah, uh, it's definitely time because the studios has had all the all the new stuff for for quite a while. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's about time, and I think there's still more to come for the studios that we don't know about yet. Mm. Um, I still think there's there's expansion plans for Toy Story Land and God knows what, and more more over towards where Frozen's going. Well, now that. Ratatouille is going to Epcot in a few months. They could quite easily expand Toy Story Land that way. Yeah. I never understood why they built a Parisian bit in the studios when Paris is literally just down the road. But there you yeah. Go. 
I think it and, had more to do with the ride idea than than anything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right. I'm just being cynical. Um, was there anything else? Any other stories or things that caught your eye? No, no, just just working on my plans for race weekend in September. Um, it's coming up quickly now. Mm-hmm. Not not that I'm running at the moment, but I'm sure I will be. I'll be up and running by then. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll get the hours in. Just just working out. I'm gonna try some new stuff that I haven't done before. Um, new restaurants and just taking it a bit easier because this is the fifth year I've done this now, and I kind of I bolt in and and do as much as I can, and I think. I think it's time to to make it a little bit different this time and and take my time do do the rides that I want to even if the queues are long. Um, yeah. Try some different restaurants and some different experiences over the and I am going I'm going for three days this time, um, so I'm gonna gonna take it all in this time. I think you need to cross his coast or another guy. Oh. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. No. You you got to give it give it a few years between between um, attempts, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's much better than you think. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about coronavirus. Well, never mind. No. By the time we record another episode, it's either closed down the parks or it's yeah. nothing to worry about. So yeah, um, all I can say to you because I do know some people going, uh, people will be going out for the soiree uh, in a few weeks. I was supposed to be, but I'm not. So uh, I do know some people that are going. Um, I, I hope that all of your trips go ahead, whether you're going into Swaway or anything else. Um, we do hear rumours, like we've seen in the Asia parks, that they might be shutting down for a little bit of time. I, I don't think they, personally, I don't think they will, but time will tell. Um, so fingers crossed it's not going to affect you. And I'm sure yeah. um, if we all go to the Winchester have a cheese toasty and wait for it to all blow over. We'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I suppose we'll have more of an update on that next time we record. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And as as we said, we will try and get another one out before the end of this month. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll organise it. We'll be more of yeah. this month. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, right, that's it. My my voice is just about held up for this episode, even if my speech didn't. Um, so thank you, dear listener. Thank you. Mr. P Dubs for always being a great co-host. And I enjoyed um, that. It's been uh, been too long. Been far too long. Let, let's not wait as long next time. No. And uh, we'll see you another Discover DLP very soon. Au revoir.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.